In this day and age, everybody and everything is woke, woke, woke. Even sports talk. And that's why we call bullshit. Welcome to Patriot Sports Radio. Patriot Sports Radio. A sports podcast by regular dudes for regular dudes. We'll give you a break from all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media. From high school to the pros, we're talking about red-blooded American, loud, loud, real, and raw. Patriot Sports Radio with your hosts, Eric John, Chris, and the coach. Welcome back, my friends. If you're new, then welcome in Patriot Sports Radio. My name is Eric. I am your host. Tonight we have John in the building while in the hey, hey. building. And we have Chris over there turning knobs, keeping the show on the road. What's up? We're in the Chris, uh, we're not be pulling today. We got some new setups. I'm I'm all brought up to speed. You might have to turn me down a little bit. Um, you sound good, John. We got a uh, we got a new camera. Always something going on. Every Always something going on. on. It's all new, State right? The podcast right now. We're we're upgrading. We got swag. We've got TVs. John's got a Spotify. microphone we're on Spotify. Bro, not bad. We're doing better than MLB, bro. So far, yeah. <laughs> Us in the major leagues basically know what we're doing to the same degree. They have a multi-billion-dollar product that they're fucking up. We just have a multi-thousand-dollar product. We're, we're getting better. Every day, 15% better, at least. We're still in the practice. This is a great time to do this, February and March. I got some things on a post-it note. What should we talk? We can talk about Kyler Murray and how he's a bit of a bitch. We can talk about baseball and how that's not happening. We can talk about other summer activities, things we can do when there's no baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some dude named Tommy Tanks just jacking home runs. He's played, like, last I checked, nine games, eight home runs. Just a college player? Yeah, yeah, that's the only people playing baseball. Test that man. Actually, don't. Let him take steroids. No, let, yeah, let him. Whatever he's doing, just let him go. Drop bombs. Exactly. Is that the dude? That's remember boring. from the Little League World Series a couple of years ago? There was this All guy. I who was hit dingers. I hit dingers. I hit dingers. <laughs> this might be that kid grown up. It's him. What is he about? 5'10, 320? No, he's. That's how I, I think that kid looks. I, believe. Oh, I picture everybody like that as Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> yeah. He's I didn't see him leave. Well, he was fun. The Bambino. I, that one that, that it, it landed up on the on the scoreboard, you remember? Yeah. Oh, my God. They put that one in a plastic case, I believe. I skipped church small group to watch that game. <laughs> <laughs> there's very few times you know in it's life. Serious. There's very few times in life where I'm going to cheer for a cub. And, and that time I was like, wow, that was fucking beautiful. He was that a legend, was and he'll always be a legend. You sit out the entire year. And then somehow get called up for the World Series and then just mash in the World Series. I mean, you're a legend. That was amazing. Well, it's almost like you knew guy, it was going to happen. He's a good guy. Yeah. I've heard. Yeah, by all accounts. Yeah, they, it's it's sad to see that crew gone, going to Chris Bryant's first game because, you know, they suppressed him. And uh, he was a Boris, Scott Boris guy. I actually took off work to go to his first game. And my boss was like, yeah, you should definitely go to that. Edison Russell was a bit of a dumpster fire there at the end. You know, Javi is Javi. He has a street named after him in Chicago, actually. Those were the golden days. A lot. And yeah, he swings at a lot of pitches in the dirt. Uh, never saw something outside and low that he didn't like. So I don't miss that. <laughs> but, you know, these are the things that we're missing with the, the baseball lockout. 
And although my team has been decimated and is rebuilding, still want to see what's out there. I mean, you still want to see what we have in Nick Madrigal. You still want to see Wisdom. just who we have in prospects. And you can't. We're just locked out. John, we had just met. We we haven't known each other for years, but we are a huge baseball family in this house. Season ticket, Brewers, we go to me and my daughter go to at least two games a week, at least yeah. there in town. Yeah. Every so Sunday. this is a huge deal for us as a family being locked out of baseball. This is uh me and my 16 year old. This is kind of our thing, the dad and daughter baseball season. And it's, it's a long and it's a grind and we don't miss any games. We're either there, they're on TV or they're on the radio. We don't miss much. Yeah. Mine's yeah. 12. And some like at this point between 12 and 16, there's not a big long list of things you can do with your daughter that they'll sign off on. Like we're not very cool right now to hang out with. That's why I started taking her to baseball games when she was four. So it became our thing. Now mm -hmm. she's 12. We got 20 Brewers games under our belt. So even when she's 15 and too cool for me, she'll still find it in her heart to come to that one superheroes night or whatever with dad. So if these billionaire motherfuckers take that from me, I'm going to be furious with them. I might not. I'm a man of principle. I might not watch baseball for years. There's a lot of people saying that today. I don't want to go hyperbolic and say that I for sure would stop watching baseball, but it would piss me off. Yeah. I mean, I can go fishing. That's fine. But <laughs> I want baseball in my summer. It's part of summer. It's part of the soundtrack of summer is Bob Euchre in the background while you're grilling brats on a 75 degree afternoon bullshitting with your buddies i've had enough taken from me john i don't know if i can handle having baseball taken from me right now we if we can figure out now it wasn't an ideal season if we can figure out how to get baseball when there's a pandemic going on but we can't do it when we have a three-month head start shame on baseball you know for me um my my whole experience with baseball has largely been communal and you know growing up we used to put on pat hughes and back then it was uh Ron Santo, who only had one leg, but Pat and Ron were this dynamic duo where Ron was just this unhinged, likely drunk nut job that would, you, he wouldn't explain what the play was. You just hear like a crack of a bat and then Ron would just go, Oh no. And then you have to wait like five seconds. Like what happened, Ron? This is your job, dude. <laughs> oh, dumb Cubs. Oh no. And then Pat Hughes, who's a legend, he was, oh, yeah, well, we had a blue pit to the left and the bullpen is warming up. We used to hit home run derbies out in my, my friend's yard and, and listen to that. That's a memory. And then most recently, living in Chicago and having an hour commute, it was always Pat Hughes explaining in great detail the color of the hues of the the jerseys because they were brought by Benjamin Moore, Moore Paints. It'd always be Cubs are in white with blue pinstripes brought to you by Benjamin Moore Paints. You know, all those ads and stuff. So I'm I'm a big radio guy. I, I'm really going to miss that because while I don't sit down and watch three hours of baseball, I'll have it on in the background every chance I get. Yeah, it's a great background sport. There's two ways I consume baseball if I'm not there. Either I'm on the couch drifting in and out of naps or I'm somewhere with the radio on. I almost prefer to consume my baseball via radio. Yeah, you have to yeah. when you're a Brewers fan. I mean, that's Euchre, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the I whole to... deal. All last year I had to because of some bullshit between Bally Sports and YouTube TV. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. These corporate pricks getting between me and my sports. I'm not okay with it. It's ridiculous. And yes, we'll find other things to do. But you know who's not going to jump in my kayak 
and your kayak while we go this summer, our kids. They're not getting up at five o'clock in the morning. You know what they will? At least I can speak for my daughter. She'll get up at nine o'clock on a Sunday for a one twenty first pitch. And she would be there 90 minutes early so that we can go in early. She can watch BP and get a chance to get an autograph from Hader, Woodruff. They all come over and, and Kane and, and they do some signing and, and it's huge for the kids. It's going to wreak havoc on the Anderson home. I'm telling you, that's it's a hundred and, 162 times that me and Peanut spend three or four hours hanging out with each other, and that's we're gonna miss that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're not just talking about baseball during that time. Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. We have yeah, talked yeah. about from the birds to the bees, driving, great. I mean, everything in life we have been <laughs> talked about at a Brewers game. I'm telling, you, like that's where it all gets yeah. done. It's woven into the fabric that is America, baseball. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, I guess, it's apropos that there's some corporate greed that's now destroying it i for the life of me can't really figure out what the big sticking point is maybe the couple extra playoff teams the super twos percentage i spent half the day trying to learn what a super two is and what the sticking point is in this and i can't understand it from what i gather i think the owners don't give a shit like i was telling john earlier the gate for april probably sucks they probably don't start making money until may or june and they're fine throwing April in the garbage. They know they have the players where they want them. The players want to play. They want to get paid. They want to get paid for 162 games this year. And you have Manfred, the commissioner, calling the World Series trophy a piece of metal. That tells me these guys on the other side of the table don't respect the game or possibly even care about it. Or respect the fan base. Because we're yeah, afterthought. It's a piece of metal. We all, we're not dumb. You're not talking to a bunch of kindergartners. We know that the trophy is made out of metal. (laughs) The the point is, when your team wins the World Series, you talk shit for a year straight. Unless you're the Dodgers and you won it during COVID, and that doesn't count. But I mean, the amount of shit that I talked, because growing up in Peoria, it's split Cardinals-Cubs. And then I moved to Chicago. um, And when they won the World Series, I mean, it wasn't the trophy. It was the story. I was... At Wrigley Field, when the Cubs won the World Series, uh, they were having the chopper cam go around Wrigley Field. Even though the game was played in Cleveland, everybody made this pilgrimage. And I'm sitting in a house right next to Wrigley Field looking at the chopper cam news coverage. And I'm like, shit, we're in that house right now. Like We could wave. You know, those are the memories that make it more than just a piece of, of metal. And like you're saying, there's it is the pastime of America. And while it's largely a regional sport, I've never seen a Baltimore Orioles game. It's it's deeply embedded in the way a lot of specifically boys, but as you're describing girls too, that you grow up and that's what's going on in the summer. You've got fireflies buzzing and you're listening to the radio or or some sort of broadcast. And to have that taken apart or taken away because we're meeting now, like we're doing, like the owners are doing their book report the day before it's due. These are supposed to be successful people. I don't get Speaking it. Speaking of, I just learned today that between the time they locked them out and their first offer, 43 days passed where just nothing happened. I'd like to have those 43 days back right now. I'd like to know what happened in those 43 days. And that's kind of what I've been looking for. And I haven't seen a good answer is. You haven't seen a Jesse Rogers or anybody from ESPN raise their hand and say, like, what the hell were you doing when nothing was going on? That's what I want to know. Not to change subjects, but I just pulled up this statement from Kyler Murray. It is longer than a Walgreens receipt. Did he expect people to read this? Well, well, so what happened? What did I miss? He's been about how this isn't what I'm about. and 
essentially hinting that he's more about winning than than the team that hired a coach to run an air raid and drafted him specifically to quarterback this team. I don't know not how only much that, more in you could be. Not only that, but let go of their previous top 10 draft pick in Josh Rosen. Not that Something he was that good. hadn't really been done before. Yeah, I mean, they, they changed courses wisely, but they, it was still a bold move to drop Josh Rosen. Again, he sucks, but still, you're dropping a top 10 quarterback that you drafted one or two years prior to then move up and, and take Kyler Murray. So they take it seriously. Yeah, regardless of the outcome, it was a bold move, and it showed mm-hmm. you know how aggressively they were going to go after it. And he, I mean, I, I have a headache already. Cardinals. Is that a, a notes blah, blah, blah. Does it talk about how he doesn't fucking win games in December? Is that in there? Does it talk about, about how that? he's just making it weird now? Dude, you lost one game in the playoff. Yeah, this has Kanye West vibes. <laughs> it it's does. very weird. He's the Kanye of the NFL. It's very much like, why? Why now? What is your deal? The same questions mm-hmm. you ask when Kanye goes off the reservation. Wasn't he the guy who threw that Carson Wentz-like pick I mean, right outside was, his own end zone? What is this guy bitching about? Hurt feelings. I think it's a lot of that. Twitch generation. I hate to shake my fist on my front porch, but these these kids today, they can't take yeah. a punch. Life is hard. The NFL is is hard. You're in the top, you know, thousandth of a percent of athletes. These guys Obviously train all something. year. They're lifting um, weights right now to kill you in October. It's serious. Mm-hmm. You you might not win every game. You know, obviously something has been going on behind the scenes, which happens in every organization, sport or non. There's people who say things that maybe offend you and it, to take it public like we've discussed prior. It's Bush League. I don't I don't know what he's doing. I think he's turning a, a bad game into a, a terrible situation. To be honest, the Cardinals were for three or four weeks one of the best teams and they were killing it. And yeah, it's it's a little bit of a bumpy ride the first time you go into the playoffs or the second time, whatever it, it was for him. But yeah, there's just kind of a lack of gumption that you have. Like you have a, a crappy game, you kind of shrug it off and you and you move forward. You know, go through Peyton Manning's first couple of years. There were some, there were some tough, tough games too. I, I just don't get the sensitivity that he has. Does he need to be the hero all the time? Does he need to be everybody's priority and make sure that they're keeping him emotionally validated? You had a terrible hey, not, game. We, the way this guy was coddled all the way through high school is. Yeah. The, the modern diva quarterback has gone through years and years of pampering. I mean, diva, that's the word not I'm only do they transfer and. I'm sure they transferred in high school. I'm sure they went to a regional high school or something, blew up, then went to IMG Academy down in Florida or something. So they've kind of been had they've kind of had somebody hold their hand to the path of success. And you can't do that once you get to the elite level. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of on you and you have coaches and staff and all that. But there's a, a certain level of accountability that maybe they reach at the NFL status that that they've never learned. Yeah, I I'm really interested and uh I think once high school football gets ramped up, I I really want to make sure we get a pulse on on that because it's I graduated in 2007 and it's vastly different than than even I recall. If you remember the old Two a Day show, I'm basically the Tim Tebow era and I remember watching that and thinking like, wow, that's that's big time and that's kind of I wouldn't say the norm but for the elite programs it's like a a mini college and yeah the the transfers and and all that is is such a big deal that that now 
like a big purpose of football and learning teamwork and sacrifice and, and, and working hard and perseverance. <clears throat> I mean, that's out the window because there's too many opportunities to make money or to get a brand for yourself that then translates into an NIL. And I think we're going to see more of this. I think you're going to see, uh, it's just like the NBA. You get upset. You don't like it. You throw your hands up. You say, I don't even care if I have a contract. I, I want out. And it's trickling down into high school sports, which is really unfortunate because you're seeing how weak some players can be as they turn into NFL stars. Maybe childhood obesity didn't soar because of COVID. Maybe it's high school kids trying to be like James Harden and eat their way out of the school district. There's a conspiracy that he wore a fat suit. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love all James Harden conspiracy. Something about James Harden, I just grab the popcorn. He I is don't care uh, that much about NBA, but I know he can walk out there and hit a dozen threes on a night if he feels like it, or he could just go zero for twenty-two. Yep. <laughs> it basically depends on the quality of the strip joint and how close it is to the arena. Now that he's in Philly, he's been tearing it up. I think his second game, he had a triple double. And that's saying a lot because you have to put in effort to get a triple double. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, wow, you got to really wonder how long, around. I wonder how many moons this is going to last before he uh, runs through all the strip clubs in Philly gets bored and just takes the nights off. I think his performance is directly tied to how much he cares or wants to make a point. He wants to show everybody he can still play right now and he'll play well just long enough for that to happen. And then I don't know, maybe they're saying the Sixers have a shot. They do. Especially if they Sixers still don't let very Kyrie play. Well, there's some weird Kyrie's elements in a to that. state where what the mandate is dropped now. Yeah. But they're still not letting him play. He could come to the arena as a fan and sit there with no mask on, but he can't play because he didn't get the shot. Like they're grandfathering in the bullshit because these well, the, people have to get vaccinated and you, <laughs> you stuck to your guns. Now they have the vaccination and the mandate's been dropped. Well, we can't just let you walk in here because then here's it looks the like, thing. Then it looks like you took a stand and won. They can. So there's a weird rule. I heard this on a podcast a couple weeks ago. They can let him play. They just pay a fine. And the fine is like $10,000 or something. So when it comes playoff time, I'm sure they're just going to write the check and let him play. I'd have to, I want to confirm that, but I mean, I listened to it on ESPN or something, but yeah, it's funny how, when he's the difference between, you know, a playoff run and not suddenly all the virtues fall to the wayside. Yeah. And to be honest, like, I don't know that I agree with Kyrie on on a lot of things in life, but I do appreciate somebody who says, no, I think it's stupid that we have a mandate. And uh, and even as open as he was, he's like, I wasn't sure how this was going to play out. And everybody's roasting him. And it's kind of interesting to see how somebody uh, who probably has completely different political point of views arrives at the same place and is like, I don't know if I enjoy the idea of getting vaccinated because I have to, and now I'm the poster boy for it. And, you know, personal choices uh, apparently stop once you make million, millions and millions of dollars. Yep. He willingly took all the slings and arrows that Aaron Rodgers tried to hide from. Yeah. So and I hats off to him. I thought, I think he's handled it super well. Ben Joyce, this kid's name is in Tennessee. He threw 103 
0.5 miles an hour on Wednesday night. That's faster than all 720,637 pitches thrown in the majors last season. Jesus Do you think that's real? Was that Gundy calibrated? You think they're boosting the ratings a little bit on that one? He keeps doing it. He's already had Tommy John. Oh, okay. His name's Ben Joyce. Can we not bet on college basketball? This kid has a 90 mile an hour changeup. 103 comes past you like, you know, belt high. And then a 90 mile an hour changeup comes in. And you somehow swing early on a 90 mile an hour changeup. I hope. He uh, doesn't blow his arm out because I can't <clears> wait to watch this kid play. It could be another Strasburg situation. Hmm. They were trying to be so careful with that kid, and they still blew his arm up. Yeah. So if we uh, so if we don't play baseball, we're just gonna jump right into college baseball and USFL, I, I guess. I've never watched one pitch of college baseball, but I am up for it. You know, I would like college baseball a lot more <laughs> if I didn't have to hear the ding of a metal bat it is <laughs> yeah i was watching that tommy tanks kid hit dingers today and then the actual ding and the dinger bothers me imagine playing shortstop i would I, oh my gosh you have 0.4 seconds to get out of the way of terminal brain damage maybe that's why most of your shortstops come from like a stick ball background it's actually easier right to hit a small <laughs> rock with a stick than it is to field a college one hopper it's so weird to use a metal piece of equipment the main piece of equipment and then all of a sudden when you get to the next level it's solid wood i've exhausted my post-it notes what else do we have we need sports to happen you know in the minors you have to play for seven years to get to free agency seven years of service which they fucking manipulate it's 28 29 Already had Tommy John. There was, yeah, there was a quote in Jeff Passan's article yesterday from some anonymous GM that said, well, yeah, six years should be six years. But, you know, if it's, if the loophole is there, what are we supposed to do? Not take advantage of it? You know, it makes right. good business sense to, I think we did this with Keston Hero last year. He started hitting the ball, and then they sent him down for X amount of games. Whoa, whoa, bring him whoa, back bud. Up, <laughs> even when we needed him. And then he came back, and he forgot how to play baseball entirely. Oh, my gosh. Entire One of the sweetest swings in the league, and the kid forgets how to hit a ball. We were just talking speaking about of, Speaking of Jeff Kesson, he Hassan. He out without me even buying his jersey, which is usually, I mean, I'm the kiss of death when I buy a jersey. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> People couldn't pick Craig Council out of uh, the Starbucks near Wrigley Field. There was a story <laughs> that came out that uh, <laughs> he didn't use a fake name or anything, but there's a Starbucks right next to Wrigley because they redeveloped it. And uh, he went into the Starbucks, left, and, and nobody even knew who he was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and speaking of Jeff Passan, is there anybody on earth who looks more like a ventriloquist dummy? God no, he no. I so don't. Think there is. Maybe, maybe John Mulaney. Yeah, he does. I think he says that in his bit. But yeah, I love Jeff Passan too. And you know what's gotten bad when Jeff Passan has a crossword to say about the Major yeah. League Baseball organization. Yeah, I heard him. I heard him. I was like, wow, he's really mad. Yeah, he, <laughs> it's, it's been dire. veiled, but. 
the last couple days, he's been pissed. He said something I thought was brilliant yesterday. He said, you know, if you took the 1,200 and replaced them with the next best 1,200, the game would suffer. If you took the 30 executives and replaced them with the 30 next best executives, it would probably improve the sport. Isn't that a shame? <laughs> yeah. They're the same people that complained about, quote unquote, biblical losses the year of the pandemic. Yeah. And know your audience. (laughs) Nobody cares. I'm trying to figure out how to pay my energy bill. I don't care. You're going to tell me that owning a baseball team isn't, quote, a profitable venture? I I say fuck you every time I pay $10 to park. You think I care? (laughs) Yeah, your jerseys are $135. I think you're doing okay. Yeah. And player salaries have gone down steadily the last four years. Like, I see why they're pissed. They're gradually just fucking them a little bit every day. Sort of like the government. They just fuck you a little bit so you accept it. And then when you have a fit, they pull back a little. And then the next time they they get a couple more inches and eventually they wear you down. And now the players are like, hey, we're fucked here. You got to give us something. And they're like, no. Even when they took the Super 2 thing off the table, the fact that the owners had no reaction to that at all tells me maybe they don't even want to play is there some kind of tax exemption or loss they can claim if there isn't a season played is it somehow financially beneficial for them to fucking take my baseball away i don't know is there is there an is there an insurance reward at the end that they're trying to yeah yeah. Trying to 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 get after the COVID deal. Can they cry lockout at the end of this and fucking get Mile a gigantic check? That would quote unquote shitty. losses, self incurred damage. God bless, man. Throw a guy a bone here. I've ran out of things to talk about with my teenage daughter. Like we're legitimately yeah. getting into like the real we boy need... territory here. Like we're this is this is the meat and potatoes. Sixteen, yeah. seventeen. I need baseball. Yeah, we need to build those relationships. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we need to lay that groundwork. You know how much bring them on the podcast. To talk about so and so's whip. Oh, dad, look who's up. I think, and now that we know that it's just the uh, owners want an insurance check, I. Yeah. Well, guys, what do you guys think about it? You got any more? I've had enough of you guys for now. Is that a good Tuesday? Yeah. I like it. I feel good about it. I do have an anecdote about a friend who played against a major league pitcher. I believe it was at IVC or Chillicothe. His name was Zach McAllister, and he threw straight heat at 93 and when he was 18 years old. And back in those days, I I had quit baseball and was rather the announcer. So me and my buddy Rob were the announcers. And I mean, nobody from our high school had ever seen anybody throw gas like this in our lives. So the first couple batters get up and and they don't even make contact. And then I I got a buddy who's pretty bold who decides that he's just going to swing. And he swung into an inside pitch and shattered his hand. And so he was in a cast for like three weeks or three months or whatever it was. I can't remember. But the best part of the story is that he uh, he had some workout or something that he had to do for football. And he was like, I can't do it with his cast on. So we we took the table saw in the wood shop and we cut off of his cast in the wood shop. Hashtag football guy. Yeah. And then Zach McAllister went on to play for the Yankees and then the Indians. Oh, the Guardians. Oh gosh. The bridge guardians. <laughs> I'm gonna be doing that for the next three years. Which are basically indoor league football mascots. Yeah. 
I still it's I still haven't accepted Tennessee Titans. <laughs> so good luck, <laughs> Guardians. <laughs> All right, when are we gonna be back Saturday? Yeah. Sounds like a plan. You guys have a good day. All right. We'll be back. You've been listening to Patriot Sports Radio. If you're sick of all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media, like we are, this show is for you. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. For more content and merch, hit up www.patriotsportsnow.com. Find us on Twitter at Patriots Pod, on Instagram and Facebook at Patriots Sports Now, and on Getter, Rumble, and YouTube at Patriots Sports. Take care, and we'll see you next time.